It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and the Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo. Yo. Cow. Bring in the bull. Danny. Yes. There it is. What up? And the one and only Dave West. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> is it too late to get out of this thing? <laughs> What's up, man? That's what she said. <laughs> I got plans. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, I'm so glad to hear all his voices again. Not even uh, kidding. It's been a while. It's like coming home. Good to have the wagon back. Y'all hear that dog? That's awesome. That's better than the uh, train and the race cars before. That dog is in my backyard right now, barking at me. I don't know whose it is. <laughs> but you notice they waited until we hit the record button. Oh, yeah. So You're going to have to go back dog. to the uh, garage. <laughs> so, so, Dave, yeah. it's been a minute since you've been on the podcast. How would mm-hmm. you introduce yourself to cigar people these days? Man, so... um. I'm a cigar wannabe, and I troll different podcasts. This is my favorite one to be invited to from time to time. I haven't actually been invited to other ones, but <laughs> 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 yeah, man, this is uh, this is crazy being on the show again, though, because I've met so many people recently that said, you know, like, oh, listen to the the Salt and the Smoke podcast. And I'm like, no fucking way, get out of here. But they do. Uh, one of them at this last week was John Graves, mm-hmm. which even sounds like an FBI name, you know, <laughs> or a I was pretty star. sure he was, he was setting me <laughs> up for something. Yeah. Like he listens to the show, man. And he reps Patina, which is crazy. Yes, he does. Yeah. And it's funny he, enough, his daily dose. Great, great name. You're right. And he's also like a third degree black belt in Taekwondo or something like that. No so shit. There is, yeah. There is a chance that he, uh. Yeah, he might be training for, like, the, you know, covert wow. services or whatnot. I got to tell you, I did feel, like, this oppression emanating mm-hmm. away from him. Like, at any moment, yeah. he could kick my ass. I felt yeah. that. It was, it was he, real. He has a very stoic manner. Yeah. 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 A very nice yeah, it was, guy. It was strange. Yeah, yeah super cool nice dude. Yep. Yeah. I, I was impressed, man. I mean, John, if you're listening, um, and he does I don't look- kiss on the first date, but... You know, if you want to try to apply me with alcohol next time, I do put out. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight, Dave? Man, this is Ryan Coke, baby. Yeah. Ryan Coke. And what are you smoking? <laughs> well, so this is kind of a long story. It shouldn't be. But so I, I fired up some uh patina connecticut and one of the roma craft the uh, blackhead chromagnons earlier oh, yeah. mm. and so i was listening to the show uh, about a week ago you are talking about people that you know cut cigars uh when they think they're finished they want to save them for later yeah so i thought to myself i haven't really tried that you know i had a cigar that went out and i came back an hour later and tried to smoke it um didn't go the way i thought but i thought okay <laughs> I'll cut these. I lit them uh, for about maybe five minutes, enjoyed the hell out of them, and then I cut them in half. And so I thought, okay, at the show, I'll just smoke them, you know, where they're at, and surprise everybody, and it'll be awesome. But they smelled like just, I, I don't know, like bitter grilled dog turds. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really smoking right now. 
that was my game plan, and it backfired. <laughs> Put that up on your review sites, guys, for Patina and Romacraft. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, is complete bullshit. Because if you smolder them and then cut them in half, they suck. <laughs> There's a lot of times where I'll, I'll light a cigar like at 4.30 in the afternoon before I leave, and then I leave like an hour later. And I, you know, because of work, I just didn't get to finish. I leave it there on my ashtray. I come back the next day, light it up in the morning, and it's just as good. So Yeah. Well, so I, I forgot to mention part of the story. I put them in plastic bags since that's what y'all oh, talked about. Oh, you dumbass. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that, that makes it so much worse. It, it compresses and concentrates to that nasty ashtray essence. It's bad. Well, it's cool. You've only been smoking cigars for a little bit. Yeah, just, you know, every now and then. <laughs> I don't smoke cigars. They smoke me. <laughs> Oh, Dave. Dave-isms. All right, so everybody on this podcast for the last many months has been talking about their favorite Roma Craft cigars. <laughs> so what's your favorite? <laughs> the blockhead, bro. The blockhead. blockhead. Yeah. That disgusting moment was brought to you by Roma Craft Cigars. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, seriously, the blockhead. Uh Gentleman by the name of Corey Albright, smoking cracker, um, mm. he turned me on to the Blockhead a while back, and it's just, it's phenomenal. It's awesome. Yeah. It's my favorite. It, it sucks that it's a limited edition, but yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I know, right? I, I remember uh, it was like 2014, maybe I split a box from a shop in Sacramento, those Blockheads. They were like mm. super hard to find, mm-hmm. and I split a box with a buddy. Um, and that was my favorite size till I till I tried the uh, mode five. Mode and that's, five, that's not, baby. Not even close. That's the best size. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, mode yeah. Not, then we make it in four of the four or five just because it's so good. I love it, man. Nope. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys you guys made a a jump to try that cigar for the first time, right? What mm-hmm. factors typically go into your decision making? when you want to try a cigar for the first time, what makes you reach for one to try it out? So here's what I want to do. What I want to get out of this. If we could like create almost like a pie chart of like percentages in terms of like, you know, tier, like, okay, 10% is the packaging. uh, 50% is the company. uh, 30% is the factory that it came out of, you know, 10% is the tobacco that's in it. Like the actual blend, you know, that's what I kind of want to get at with this topic. So, like, when you're when you're in your decision making process, what what percentage of each factor kind of weighs? What's your weighted factors? I guess. Go nice first. Homework, Mo. Go first, Mo. <laughs> Go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't. And maybe we could figure out the percentages after. But for me, number one is going to be. Uh, Okay, so if it's a brand that I've smoked before and I like it, that's going to be the number one factor. So if there's a brand, like if Illusioni comes out with a new cigar or if like, uh, you know, something like that comes out with a new cigar, I'm going to try it. Danny, you smoked about that one-off plus 53 today. Mm-hmm. You know, when one-off came on, I'm like, all right, man, it's Illusioni. I'm going to try it. Okay, so for me, the, the biggest is probably brand slash factory um, because there are certain uh, factories or, or brands that I really enjoy smoking. So I always like to smoke their new stuff or whatever they're coming out with. Right. So that'd probably be the number one. Number two will be blend. 
um, what kind of wrapper, what kind of tobaccos in it. Um, for example, I'll typically shy away from Dominican heavy cigars or um, not even so much Dominican heavy, but definitely Honduran heavy cigars. I think Eladino is probably the only Hondurans that I've ever really enjoyed, um, which I guess are essentially old Camacho. I don't know, whatever you want to call that. So that would be <laughs> factor number two, right? Um, and those will be the, I mean, really, those are like 50-50, to be honest. There's because to me, yeah, because to me, I mean, think about the brands that I enjoy smoking. None of them have like ornate packaging or ornate bands or, you know, anything like that. So I would say for me, it's, it's brand fact slash factory. Um, even if it's a brand that I, that I've never smoke before but it comes out of a, a factory where i normally enjoy the stuff that comes out of it and then uh the blend itself if i'm gonna if i if the tobacco blends or the tobacco that's using the blends is something that i typically enjoy all right i gotta give you a hard time here though oh and davidoff, then the third. davidoff has ornate packaging on the regular uh yeah but there's also more to it than that it's not just ornate packaging and number three is going to be um, word of mouth. If like, sorry, so maybe it's not 50-50. It's probably like 40-40-20. Let's call it 40-40-20. Word of mouth, like from people I trust, buddies of mine or whatever, that'll be the, that third installment. So for me, it really comes down to three factors. Anybody else got Who's one on that? Dave. Dave, what do you got? You'll try anything. Man, I will. I will. I'll tell you what. <laughs> This is funny. We're talking about this right now. I was talking to Rich earlier about the punch egg roll. Yeah. I haven't smoked it, but I kind of want to because it sounds weird as fuck. Like a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, Colombian, Dominican, Mexican, and U.S. fillers. Cool. That sounds that crazy. sounds good. I want to try it. That sounds much yeah. better than punch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think I think Mo got it, though, for me at least. Like if I smoked something before and I liked it, then sure, I'm hyped. I'm on the bandwagon, right? I want to try the next new thing. But uh, nope. it, interesting. That's also the big deal. It's got to be interesting. The uh, yeah. the new AJ Dominicano. I want to try it for sure. I like Jose Blanco. He sucks, whole- at, uh, sucks at getting back to me, though, Jose, if you're listening. I know you are. Jose Blanco from EP Korea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not listening. <laughs> he's not listening. He's totally got it dialed in on iTunes, man. He is. Totally. He's listening. For sure. No, what about you guys? Danny, Kyle, Drufus? So, for me... Well, you don't buy you cigars, know. but... Well, <laughs> no, that wasn't what the question was. The question was trying uh, a cigar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, thanks. Uh, so, for me, with so many different, like, kind of friends and connections in the in the industry... You know, I don't care what factory, what it, what it is. If, if a friend, if someone that I, I kind of consider a friend, you know, they may not consider me a friend, but I consider them a friend. Uh, in the industry is coming out with something <laughs> new. I, I want to try it no matter what. I don't care where it's coming from. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. say, oh, it's cool. It's new. I want to try it. <clears throat> also, that's a quick, easy way to get free cigars because I know they'll give it to me fast. <laughs> um, free cigar tips with Danny. Yeah, it's... <laughs> As far as like, I mean, you just, you just, know, as far as caring what factory it came out of, you, you never know, right? I mean, you could have, you could have a cigar, uh, a factory that's like, meh, you know, their cigars are okay. And then all of a sudden 
this is the one cigar that like, wow, you know, this one's really good. And mm-hmm. right. So, um, so I would say, you know, who is coming out or the, the brand coming out yeah. would be a big, big thing for me. Cause it's whatever word of mouth is going to be real big, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to depend on who's mouth. Right. Like, mm-hmm. right. Right. Um, if True. it's obviously if it's one of you guys, um, you'll stay the hell away. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, or some, if I see something that's getting a lot of traction on social media that I haven't gotten mm-hmm. to yet, or maybe I have gone to, and it's just in my humidor and I kind of put it aside. Um, I'll, I'll definitely, I'm like, okay, well, I got to see what all the hubbub is. Um, and it's funny you say the one-off. I mean, that was kind of one of the ones, like if I went off packaging on that, I, I probably would have never tried it. Right. Um, right. But I tried, I tried the kind of the, I guess you would call regular one off and I was pretty good. And then I heard, you know, uh, Mike Rosales was like, dude, that plus 53 is legit. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get it. Or, you know, I gotta try it. And then it came out in cigar fishing out of top 25. I was like, Holy hell. Right. So, um, uh, you know, finally today was the first time I had it and you know, it was phenomenal. It was very, very good. Um, 30 bucks. I don't know, but, um, still really good. So, I, you know, I'd say who it is and, kind of word of mouth are my, my two biggest. And that'd probably be like, a, I don't know, maybe even just like a 80, 20 split because, mm-hmm. you know, if it's some, obviously if it's a new cigar, there may not be a lot of traction on it, but, uh, um, that's pretty much it. But anything mm-hmm. new like that egg roll or what is it? The egg, the one you were just talking about, the, uh, the, uh, punch. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw it and I wanted to see what they were doing. Cause it, it's funny how it looks like, Packaging wise and name wise, it's like a lost and found, right? So I'm yeah. like, I wonder what they're trying to do here. So also interested in, in trying. Yeah, if I were to guess a cigar brand that would put a haiku poem on their packaging, I would have never guessed Punch. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like man. it's a lot like Bud Light trying to look crafty, and you know what I mean? <laughs> <Not> craft beer. <laughs> so anyway. No corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, it, uh, it d- depends on the shop I go to. If it's a shop I regular, I normally will find out what's new and in and try that regardless of what it looks like, I guess, as long as it's a, a blend that I'm, you know, familiar with that I'd like. Beyond that, if it's an unknown shop, I look for something, uh, a brand that I've had but not had their whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So a brand I like, like you guys have stated. And then uh, I'm always looking for something to Dominican. So um, if it's not something I've had before, a brand I haven't had before, then I'm looking for something Dominican to try. Mm. And then uh, I don't... <laughs> Cool packaging. I don't. Uh, I don't think that matters. <laughs> <laughs> they can be, they can have the coolest packaging ever, and it's the shittiest cigar ever. So, I I think that draws some people in because they're like, "Yeah, hey, cool." And of course, it does for for gimmicky stuff like we've talked before. But mm-hmm. man, that doesn't. If they spend a lot of money on their uh, packaging. <laughs> There may not be a lot of money in their cigar. 
<laughs> Could be. We haven't seen that formula at all. I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, Rich's interpretation, though, because a lot of us had better weather or were traveling in better weather areas, but Rich had to select literally a handful of cigars to smoke over the winter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually think Danny pretty much answered it the same way I would have. Um, if somebody involved in that brand is somebody that I trust, that I'm probably trying it, right? So I think Carson Serino is a good example. He's making stuff that I think is fantastic. Moe's a good example. He's making stuff that I think is fantastic. If Danny tells me that a cigar is good, I'm going to try it, right? Like all that good stuff. Um, if Foundation comes out with friggin' anything, I'm trying it, mm-hmm. right? You have those brands that you just trust or the people involved in the brand that you'll say, hey, is this good? And they'll say, yeah, you'll like that. Um, so that's that's like number one for me. And then word of mouth is number two. And then stuff that nobody has smoked is number three that I haven't heard a darn word about, right? If I go to a shop and there's something that I've literally never seen before, that's interesting. Mm. How often has that happened? Almost never, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tried a I tried a very small brand um, on the recommendation of Tyler at Smoke Ring when I was there, and I'm going to butcher the name, and I'm not really. I think it's Elogio or Elogio or I don't remember. I, I I don't know how to say it exactly, but it was it was pretty good. And then the other example of of a brand that I really just kind of took a chance on the first time I smoked it without too much fanfare at the time. Okay. Which has started to really pick up steam was what was bespoke, but is now Castagli. Castagli, I think. Castagli. Castagli. You know, that brand wasn't really known when I tried it initially. And, uh, you know, you've kind of seen them start to really catch on, at least on social media. Those are great cigars. You know, mm-hmm. and um, it's always fun when you find those brand, those unheralded brands that surprise the crap out of you. That's always fun. Yeah. But, you know, again, the reason why I was interested in smoking that cigar, even though I'd never heard of the brand, is they were out of Kellner Boutique. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the fact that they were out of Kellner Boutique made me interested in trying them. Same with Cabal. Cabal is another brand that a lot of people have not heard of. They're out of Kellner Boutique and make very good cigars. Interesting. You know? And so um, that's what I meant, like, sometimes a factory. If you know it's out of a factory that you've enjoyed stuff out of, that, you know, kind of piques your interest anyway. So one thing that's worth noting from this conversation is that if you are a cigar brand and you're selling in America, I would highly recommend picking a name that, like, (laughs) rando people can say. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. It's helpful. I can't be like, oh, I was smoking this cigar the other day and I can't say what it was. You might like it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. So, Dave, you had a question speaking of factories about factories uh, at the factory level with brand consistency. Want to mm-hmm. get into that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I saw a draw tester. And at the time, I don't know why, probably because I was an idiot, I forgot to ask, like, what the hell it does. So I see this machine, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. It tests the draw. But you guys probably know, you know, because you see it all the freaking time, what, what the hell is it? What does it do? 
how does it test a draw, and how do you do it on something like a um, Viaje Honey and Hand Grenades that doesn't have the hole in either side? That's a good question. That I can't answer, but I can tell you that it, the cigar is draw tested before the wrapper goes on, mm-hmm. and then there's a certain like limit in between that is considered acceptable. Okay, um, and there's like a like a meter when it like so you'll press it and then it'll draw draw from the cigar and if, it, if it's a certain level it's considered passable or, or works right mm-hmm. that, that the draw is good. Um, I know for Patina Casa Favilli. Literally every single cigar is draw tested before it goes to get the wrapper put on. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, now you want That's to talk good. about ben, yes. it is <laughs> right, uh, but you know this is like some of the stuff that you know at a smaller factory, right, that people are able to do. You know, and if you're talking about consistency, um, if you're a brand, let's say you're a contract brand made at a larger factory. Um, a lot of times you're going to um, either your production has to be so big for that factory that you're going to ensure the same rollers, right? Same people that are working on your cigar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or you have to spend a shit ton of time in Nicaragua or the Dominican or wherever you're at to make sure that, you know, it's things are running the way that you think they should. And I think if you talk to anybody from, um, you know, and I'm not going to call out certain factories, but if you talk to any of these guys that have been in the business for a long time that are, are, are at larger factories, that's something that, you know, they've had to contend with, right? Um, if you're at a smaller factory, like a, uh, you know, let's just say Casa Favilli or a La Corona or something like that, or a Nica Sueño, okay, um, you're going to have pretty much the same people doing your cigars all the time, Right. So whatever batch it is, whatever, the factory is not so large that you're going to have different people working on your cigars. Typically, it's going to be the same people. So that that consistency factor is uh, a little bit different, right? I mean, would you guys agree with that? Would you agree with that, Danny? Uh, 100%. So, you know, just uh, that's what I guess I got to say about that. So at Roma, we do random draw test, and then the rest are done uh, by weight, by grams. So <clears throat> every cigar has a different gram weight um, that it needs to hit, and with plus or minus one one gram, one way or the other. Uh, and then if it's too under, it'll it'll kind of be given back as too loose, uh, too heavy. Chances are it's too tight. Um, so that's it. And then we do have there is a draw tester uh, that is used for kind of randomize it, but not, obviously I couldn't imagine, you know, draw testing 1.2 million cigars, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's the, what it's The machine for. itself, does it push air through or how did, how does it test the draw? I believe it, it like pull, it pulls it, pulls it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. In other words, okay. it sucks. all right so what about tunnels gentlemen like if you have a lot of cigars in the same humidity environment uh but one factory you see you notice much more tunneling than usual what's happening there what 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 can we derive from that at the factory level Hmm. um i mean tunneling sometimes could be 
the construction of right i mean that's why like you could get a box in one of them well consistent if it's consistent tunneling Mm -hmm. i mean i'd have to know what that number is i guess but yeah um uh yeah there's an issue with um there's an issue with construction um uh canoeing is usually humidity um, Mm -hmm. but um yeah but every every one is kind of different i mean if it it could be anything from like stems or mm-hmm. you know the veins too many like the the it has a piece of the main vein in the middle mm-hmm. uh, but i mean there's just a lot of different factors that it could be yeah. consistent tunneling is a huge problem yeah, yeah. i was sure that could be you know the amount of tobacco that's used in a cigar sometimes different tobacco combinations um, just don't burn well you know, and, and maybe they do when you're sitting in Nicaragua, for example, but then when it gets to a different environment, different, you know, to the States or depending, it may smoke differently. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely, uh, definitely, like Danny said, and also sometimes there are just tobacco combinations where the taste is phenomenal, but you can't get it to burn right or you can't. It just happens, man. Just. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay. Makes sense. But but it is, I mean, there's something going on, right? And it's not, stuff like that is usually not user error. Can we agree on that? Sure. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. And That's one of the few things that I, I hesitate to put on the user, uh, just because it seems, especially if you can notice anecdotally, a higher amount of cigars from a certain factory coming out with that that problem in the same humidity environment as other ones that it, it just seems like unlike canoeing or uh you know a lot of burn issues it, it seems to be inherent to the uh the process yeah and le- but let's say let's let's take okay let's say the factories like like Drew Estate makes a hundred thousand cigars a day right mm-hmm. let's say they had two mm-hmm. bad days right mm-hmm. with two <laughs> bad days or every every cigar right that's 200,000 sticks and it's going to look like they have this major problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's say they rolled the two, the two days worth of cigars today, those things didn't get packaged for four months. And then, you know, they go out by the time they hit the shelves and someone actually gets to smoke them and they're tunneling. And then all of a sudden you have 200,000 cigars that are, that are bad. There isn't, no. there isn't necessarily a problem with your state, right? It was just like, Hey guys, we had two bad days. <laughs> these cigars, <laughs> these cigars were made on a Friday at late, right? So, um, <laughs> but it, but if you if you but now let's say you had half of those people that bought those cigars are on social media, right? right. <laughs> and, like, and half of them posted it. You just got fifty thousand pictures of Drew State cigars tunneling, and like, oh my god, Drew State, it's bullshit. Swisher fucking ruined them. Holy shit! Like, no man, that was that was two days, six months ago, and you know. Yeah. In in a couple months, you're gonna see how it's not. And then, like, oh look, it looks like they fixed the issue. Like, no, bro, it's calm down. It, it wasn't. It was never really an issue. It was just a bad day. You know, whatever, whatever it is. But, yeah, shit happens. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you if there's a hundred thousand patina cigars, that there's a problem. Mo yeah. needs to go to Mo needs to go to Nicaragua, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a problem. Yeah. There's a problem. Hmm. I think the real question is. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Does anybody actually uh, smoke Drew Estate cigars and not post on social media? 
Ooh. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of defeats the purpose, right? It all goes there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My points. Oh, you mean like on their app? or? Uh... Yeah. I was just in zero. I think if you're smoking uh, Drew Estate as a sleeper, I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the um, the draw tester, if it goes on before or it, it tests the cigar before the wrapper, because mm-hmm. um, I would assume the cigars have to be extra wet, right, to roll? Um, like how extra long wet? after extra uh, humidified, extra wet? Uh, yeah, no, I, okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, extra. Okay. Well, just, I, I guess the word extra. You, you, you want elasticity, right? Yeah. You want them, yeah, okay. So okay. It's kind of what you're getting at. After the band is put on, um, I, how, how long until after it, it's a complete product until the band is put on? So, at, well, for Roma, yeah. if it's... Yeah, Cro-Magnon, like Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal and Aquitaine are 16 weeks, so four, that's four months later. Um, and then they're sorted again by color, and then uh, it, it isn't until they're ready to be packaged that the, that the band gets put on. Okay. So, I mean, what, by the time they're getting the band put on, they're a week or so from coming to the States. Mm. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. It's, it's one of the last I mean, yep. steps. Yep. I'm just curious step, because... A Perhaps. lot of times you see that that hard spot, you know, that if you can get the band off and you can massage it a little bit, the draw will open up if you've got a, a plugged cigar. And it seems to be right around the band area or a little higher hmm. for some reason. Um, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, I mean, well, usually you mean think if you're if it's up there and you're smoking it and it heats up around there, sometimes it can loosen up if you got like yeah. a hard spot as opposed mm-hmm. to a completely plugged cigar. Right. But mm-hmm. um I don't know. You've got some stuff I haven't really run into. Like, uh... <laughs> My bad, man. It, it just seems like usually if I if I you know test a cold draw cigar and mm-hmm. it's got an issue, usually the hard spot is at the band or higher. Yeah, I agree. With that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I, no, I just you... can't find any correlation. I don't. I don't know why it is that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd love it if you guys know because I would just that'd be awesome. The, the only thing I can think of is like when you bunch a cigar. And the, the tobacco that's handing, uh, hanging towards uh, off the bottom of your hand, and it gets ripped, and the neck supposed it's supposed to be it's stacked on top of mm-hmm. what is in your hand, um, which is effectively usually that middle part of the cigar, or yeah. a little higher. If they've bunched that incorrectly, um, mm-hmm. or let's say they let's say they ripped and put, and then the the guy notices or the probably the woman notices there's a little more to rip off. She'll go and add it right back. Um, then now you, in that spot, you're going to have a little too much tobacco, which could essentially create a hard spot. But again, okay. it's kind of like, that's just a theory, right? I mean, every, every, everyone right. could be a little different. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Cool. I'll buy it. $500. Oh, dude, I, I'm a bullshit artist you have no idea <laughs> what are you buying for $500 my explanation, oral, oral explanation. <laughs> <laughs> this expert opinion was brought to you by Roma Craft Cigars bing <laughs> <laughs> alright Kyle listen to a lot of Roma Craft 
So, Kyle, what what else do we got? We got a lot. Uh, we're going to run through some of these probably kind of quick because we got a ton. All right. All right, question for you guys that I've gotten three times in the last week. Are there any good online cigar communities right now? Oh, shit. Of course. What do you got, Danny? Uh, well, as since the three of you don't really participate on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll I'll have my expert opinion again. Uh, there used to be this one called Cigar Noise, but I don't even know what happened. <laughs> um, the app uh, is still going and it has a great community of of guys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get on get on the Cigar Noise app for sure. And they have some pretty cool challenge coins that I never got. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> When I see you, I got you one. Uh, oh, okay. Um, More free stuff. <laughs> so what's funny is I think Do- I think Cigar Dojo is pretty cool. They have an app as well. Um, their their Facebook isn't as prevalent as their app. That's kind of not the idea with them. As far as Facebook communities, for me, I've been a part of Cigar Cartel for um, since 15, 14 or 15. I think it's 15, 2015. Um, and they were about 3000 members right now. They're like 32, 33,000 members. And where I know that number seems kind of weird, but I've, I'm, you know, friends with some of the admins on it. I've seen, um, activity spikes of about, they, they average about 23 to 24,000 active members. Like who is this cigar cartel. Oh yeah. 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 So they even have like subgroups depending on the chapter, right? So like there's a Michigan one and there's a New York one um so that one that one is one that's uh you know kind of near and dear to my heart um but yeah i mean there's like um uh, fat ash cigar group is another one that's pretty cool um um you know it, it just really kind of depends on what you're looking for there's a lot of them that that do um um power balls and stuff right so you can pay for numbers and you can depending on what the power ball number is on that on that day um uh, you you can win or not, right? So a lot of guys get some expensive, really good expensive cigars or really great deals on cigars, secondary market wise. So it depends what, on what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of there's a ton of cigar groups out there. Man. Just a lot of them are secret though, because because the tobacco Facebook will not mm-hmm. not be very friendly. Mm-hmm. Well, other opinions. Cigar noise. Man, I, I, I've been I've been out of that that stuff for a while, but I definitely cigar noise. Cigar dojo's not bad. Um, yeah, man, I'm really just out of it. I used to be probably in five or six different groups when I was on Facebook. Um, cigar room, humidor, something. Uh, cigar cartel. I was in. There was a local one, like a bunch of Chicago guys called Paisan Cigar Club, which wasn't bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, there's definitely some good, some good groups out there. If that's, you know, fat ash, like, like, uh, Danny said, nice guys. You got to meet them. What about the cats? Are they still around? I'm not sure. Yeah. Cats for sure. Are still around. Yeah. It seems like you see a lot more from them lately or back in the day more so than lately. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of changed to, uh, uh, cigars for warrior type of deal, but uh, mm-hmm. it's cool. still it's still pretty cool. It's still pretty nice. Very cool. 
Yeah, people don't know if you have cigars that you would like somebody else to enjoy, send them to Cigars for Warriors, and they'll send them overseas to the troops, which is a great way for everybody to be happy. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. That is right. potentially in danger, just FYI, everybody. Like, yeah. in, in entirety or just from, from well, what? Well, from uh, how it could be federal that tobacco products, you have to be 21. No, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which would then include uh, any service member from the ages of 18 to 21. <clears throat> That's true. There's like, what, three or four bills right now that are tobacco 21 for federal? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, too, because these guys, they don't really know the avenues of approach to thank somebody. Um, their first sergeant or sergeant major or somebody will tell them, like, hey, if you want to smoke a cigar, get on this website and fill out this form, and we'll get you cigars, right? Uh, they get the cigars. They enjoy the hell out of them. And so many people will tell me downrange that they, you know, they really enjoy the program. They love cigars. Um, they're really thankful for the people, but... They've, they don't know the Facebook groups. They don't know the communities. They don't know the forums. So yeah. if you're listening and you donated to Cigar for, Cigars for Warriors, um, thank you on behalf of all those guys. They really appreciate you. They just don't know how to tell you. Boom. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. So so I think Danny started talking about an interesting topic with the tobacco purchasing age potentially changing to 21 federally. Then there's a bill that's like much worse than the other bills. You guys seen that one this last week? With the online sales? Yeah, bans online sales, bans flavored cigars. It's a mess. The the online sales thing depend (laughs) depending on what side of the coin you're on, right? Like if you only own a BM, a B and M and online sales are affecting you. You may be looking for this. I've had I've had multiple conversations with different um, retailers in the state of California, um, specifically that are hoping this passes. Um, they have a sixty three percent sales tax or tobacco tax on um, top of sales tax, and um, it's it's really really affecting the the state because guys are just like, I love Romacraft, but I don't want to pay sixteen dollars or or 14, 13, 14 dollars for a cigar. I know I could get for seven mm-hmm. um, online, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's it's so it's it's kind of funny. I mean, but me uh, working uh, on the manufacturing side, um, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of guys selling Roma online, um, so that would one hundred percent affect. The, obviously, let's say famous smoke shop. Um, if they only had the brick and mortar in Bethlehem and they couldn't sell online, that'll obviously affect them. Not with just with us, with a ton of companies. Um, and then, and then in turn us. Right. So, um, I, this is, this is probably the one thing I'm, I'm watching more than, than anything is to see, you know, what, what the plan is, what the idea is. I, I think I mean, if you look at the the big guys, they're putting stores in, in they're trying to put stores in every state, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Casa Monte Cristo was kind of the first one to start blowing those things up. Um, Cigars International, which is General, is starting to do that. But if you look at the other guys, uh, I think Fuente is starting to starting to make um, lounges and uh, and um, 
was oh well rocky has these burn lounges mm-hmm. they there's something to that where if okay well it's online but if it's inside a particular if you're shipping within the state uh, you know, if you have a distribution center in that state, then, you know, that potentially that could be it. So there's like a lot of working theories as to what's going on there, what could happen. And, um, yeah, definitely paying attention to that. And the California thing never really made sense to me anyway, because they weren't aiming to reduce the amount of cigar smokers in their state. All they're aiming to do is hurt the people that are, you know, selling in their state to people in their state. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that seems I, the exact opposite of what they should be doing. I think the best thing I ever heard was you're not going to change people's habits. You're just going to change how they go about, achieve, you know, uh, satisfying that habit. That's exactly. You. You know? I mean, it's just like a prohibition, you be a right? pipe smoker? No. That's the question. Because, I mean, if I were paying literally 65% more than what I'm paying right now, I, I would have to look at it. You just order from some other country, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would. Or I would be a cigar smoker. I mean, a pipe smoker. But I suck at it, so I can't. I might it's just be that work. guy. I, I might just watch other people smoke cigars, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, it, it's interesting because I, I've long been saying that I felt like online cigar sales were the lowest hanging fruit, right, for people to – for regulators to attack right mm-hmm. all they're going to do is change the landscape in terms of how you get your cigars but they're not going to stop you from getting your cigars yeah when minnesota had a 96 percent tax rate people were literally driving a half hour over the wisconsin border to get you know their cigars uh or ordering online right they weren't Whoa. smoking less cigars they were just figuring out different else. ways to get them and um <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the next topic? <laughs> Mixing drinks. Mixing drinks. Mixing wow. Drinks. Wow. Well, that wow, brings God. us actually. So this this question comes from uh, our our boy in Sweden. Uh, what fruit drinks do we like to? Uh, or what fruit drinks and what hot drinks do we like to pair with our cigars? So I'll start. Um, fruit drinks. I've never enjoyed pairing a fruit drink with a cigar. I feel like it's overwhelming. Um, mm. in terms of a hot drink, uh, definitely coffee. Uh, but also once in a while, hot chocolate. If it's like a Connecticut broadleaf, I feel like it goes really well. Um, I enjoy smoking my Connecticut with a hot chocolate, yeah. but it, um, it could also be a little overpowering sometimes as well. So it just depends how you, how you get that. But, um, you know, for me, it, it's coffee and water, really, for the most part. Uh, or San Pellegrino sometimes, that's pretty good. But that's about it. Now, what about you guys? What, what, what was that drink being made? Oh, man. You know that was more Ryan Coke. <laughs> Every day. Look, if, if I want to tell something to y'all's, y'all's listeners here. If you have a strict whiskey budget, you skip dinner. I mean, skip lunch if you're into that, you know, but skip a meal, mix a nice rye and Coke and just have a great fucking night. Exactly. Way to go, Dave. There it is. Yeah, Drinking on a budget. budget with Dave West. Mm-hmm. What, what can you specify? What are you drinking exactly? 
Uh, this is Bullet Rye. Okay. Yeah. That's, so I, uh, the other day I, I tried some High West Rye, and uh, it it was magical. I don't know. It's something about it and like Coke Zero and just set each other off. You know, like you can mix a fifty-fifty. <laughs> <Zero. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh come on, man! Healthy, baby. That's right, man. That's right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're into being sloshed. Is that a term you use in your gentleman's society? Yeah, when I was in college, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of how it is. The low-key Danny Byrne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to deny it. Sorry. Back to, uh, <laughs> back to this uh, topic of drinks. I don't think I've ever done any fruit anything. If I did, it was on accident. <laughs> Not saying that that doesn't go. I just have, I don't think I've ever tried it. Not that I can remember, at least. As, yeah. As, as fruity as as it gets, it would have to be like Red Bull or uh, yeah. maybe like which, ginger. Which is the greatest. Those aren't even. Yeah, Red Bull's. <laughs> Red Bull, ginger ale, coffee, occasionally hot chocolate, but. Yeah, I mean, the hot stuff, obviously coffee, hot chocolate, or the, I mean, there's not too many hot drinks. I'm not doing hot sake and fucking cigars. One, I'm not doing hot sake, period. (laughs) Uh, That's my judgmental uh, thing of the night. Snap judgment of the night. But um, as far as juices go, I used, you know, I grew up in Florida, so I I loved orange juice. But I don't know, as I've gotten older, it's just so much sugar. And I know it's like natural sugar, which is like, I can't even standard but most 100 percent correct it's like i can't imagine drinking like cranberry juice and fucking cigars like fuck out of here you know or (laughs) what what are other what are other i mean pomegranate juice or no it's gross you're disgusting don't fruit juice i'm not five years old again i I don't need i'm not i don't need a juice box the the views maybe maybe not necessarily the views of the sultans of smoke you know yeah Man, so, in like 30 or 40 years, you're going to break out that prune juice in your cigar. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was, I was, uh, El Dandy Cubano uh, got me to buy some, uh, and Danny, you could say this the correct way. I'm going to say it the Anglo way. Uh, okay. Cafe Bustelo. Cafe Bustelo. Bustelo. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try that for the first time. He got me. Oh, wow. Very inter- he, he sent me a picture. He said, I'm pairing this with, with your Connecticut. You got to try this. So I said, uh, I'm going to try it. So uh, tonight, uh, no, probably not tonight, but tomorrow I will give that a shot. So. Are you going to make it like Puerto Rican style or are you going to make it Cuban style? Is that uh, Cuban I, super like double espresso? That's what flavor. you got Google for, homie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, figure it there's out. different ways of making it. Mm-hmm. making it. You know, there's like a regular yeah. cup of coffee that you can make with it that's like Puerto Rican style or Cuban styles. Yeah, uh, I grew up with that in the house. Like Bustelo, you know, it's funny. Bustelo used to be kind of like the craft coffee. Like it used to be like this little company, mm-hmm. and now it's like forget about it. But uh, they even have it now for the Keurig, which my parents are like are they blown their mind that you can get Bustelo for your Keurig now. <laughs> my, I mean, I grew up with my mom used to you know make coffee on the stove with the with the drip system, like no, the, the, the thing that looked mm-hmm. thing that looked like a sock, and it would take her four hours. Yep. Um, and, <laughs> And now my my seventy three year old mom is like, oh, I gotta get me one of these. So uh, Pop it we got our Keurig and a, and a lifetime supply of Bustelo K cups. There you go. Mm. I just picked some of those up for work, actually. Yeah. What? 
the those uh, Bustelo K cups. You did? Yeah. You're on this too. All right, I like it, Drew. <laughs> no, it's Mo. You're just kind of late on it. You're like, oh, yeah, you're drinking. Probably. Have you guys heard yeah. of this Coca-Cola product? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm always late to the party. That's you know, they make craft it's because you're, you're not on Facebook. That's the uh, uh, I found that out today. Yeah, Holy shit. Yeah. Now, I will say this, that Patina Cigars will have a Facebook page soon. Uh, I want, uh, It'll be ran by uh, most likely... Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say because I don't know if he knows, wants people. But either way, it'll be ran by a buddy of mine who's in the industry. Um, and uh, there Coaster. should be a, a present. No, it should be a presence uh, or there will be a Facebook presence for Patina. But it won't, you know, like I won't have my individual page or anything. In a related story, Facebook is now out of business. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to late to the party. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, next topic. Wait, wait, like, we, we got to add one, though, yeah. gentlemen. We, yeah. we got to add uh, hot tea. No. Yeah, <laughs> hot tea, man. Anything uh, with cardamom is legit with cigars. Uh, you've been overseas Dave, too long. Yeah. It's, it's Dave, America. Drink coffee. I know. Dave, do you, do you <laughs> still have your uh, spice box? Oh, no, man. man. I don't. Well, don't need to put make one together again? while I'm here for a little That's bit. Yeah. I need, the problem right now is I, I just can't fucking smell. So I could have all the review buddies <sighs> I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't smell them, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I need I need to build it back because it was cool. But dude, they even put cardamom in coffee overseas. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Put that in your pipe. Smoke <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Mukau, do you ever do you ever drink fruit juice with a cigar? No. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next time. Jeez. <laughs> No, I've never, never in my life. Andre, I think you're on your own with this one, bud. I mean, maybe I'll have to try it. He's a smart guy, but he is. No, he I've knows never done stuff. that. Okay. But I don't drink fruit juice. I'll tell you what, if it gets me to Sweden, I'll drink all the juice you want. Mm-hmm. Mm. Here it is. Oh, yeah. He will drink your juice. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, come on. There goes so, bringing the fucking bull. <laughs> so I think uh, so. He 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 enjoys. Uh, he said that he enjoys freshly freshly squeezed orange juice with a Cohiba Bahiki Fifty Two. He found that to be a great matchup. Now mm. that's, that's, that's type of name drop, though. You know, it's like I love orange juice with this hundred something dollar cigar. Like, all right. <laughs> well, all right. You know, I, I, I can mean, see citrus with a Bahiki. I could see citrus with a lighter cigar, maybe. Yeah. You know, I can I mean, see especially that. Especially if you, if you like them grassy. <sighs> yeah. Interesting. Like grass. a white label? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andre, you white know what? Label. Send us all a couple bakes and we'll I'll I'll buy the orange juice. <laughs> I'll buy the orange juice. <laughs> no, you got to squeeze it. You got a fresh squeeze. Gonna, yeah, squeeze I'll it. buy the oranges. I'll send everybody a sack of oranges. <laughs> 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 and fucking, well, I'll try it just for you. Let's do it. The, the, those cohibas probably aren't that pricey in Sweden. I'm sure they are. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet they are. Everywhere. Yeah. Are they? Man, what's the tax in Sweden? Uh, it doesn't matter. They're just expensive anyway. I mean, right. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, they're just expensive cigars. Yeah. All right, so let's keep rolling with this. We got Roll on. Uh, several more topics. All right. 
Damn. Question came in. Why are cigars getting stronger and larger? Quick opinions on this one. Is this a new smoker? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, I'm not sure that... I don't think they're getting sh- stronger, but there are a bunch of uh, larger ring gauges coming out. But even that, I think, is kind of tapered off. Like the 6x60, yeah. 7x70, the 8x8, the Texas Lancer, all that bullshit. Like, I think that you just... Um, it depends on what shop you go to. That's yeah, I, they may just... You just may, may just be noticing them now, but um, right. I, I think it's starting to kind of drop off. And strength-wise, so, I think that's kind of subjective so i don't know that is very subjective but i will tell you i had a very interesting conversation with a with a manufacturer last week actually and he was telling me that somebody had asked him if he had changed the blend on something and he said no this is the same blend the one you're smoking is aged the one um that the shop just got in is newer right and it was interesting (laughs) because he he said to me he said look with the ever-increasing popularity of boutique brands, and he's, he's a, a smaller smaller outfit, right? It's not a big, like, you know, a general or autonomous. He said that people and consumers are getting used to smoking fresher cigars because a lot of the boutique companies don't age their stuff super long before they hit the market. So the cigars are a little bit fresher. They're a little bit more in your face, and consumers are getting more and more used to that right so sometimes it's it's different when they smoke an aged cigar or one that's been sitting for a while um because it's not new it's not fresh right Hmm. i thought that was interesting i thought that was an interesting viewpoint and an interesting uh uh what's the word i'm looking for perspective yeah perspective or theory anyway on it yeah Hmm. That's uh, yeah, that sucks. Like if that's the truth, like you know what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I, I'd like I, you know, that fresh or no, I'm not. I'm. I mean, obviously, you have to do a little bit when test, you know, blend testing and stuff like that. But um, still, not not a good thing. What else okay. you got? All right, so, so similar question then as, as to where we landed. Uh, should you every now and then smoke a shitty cigar to appreciate the really good ones? Subjective. (laughs) 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 I will, I will say this, that a lot of times, because I do like to try a lot of new stuff and, and try to see what's out there, um, that there is, there is a satisfaction to going back to something you're familiar with that you enjoy. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the other cigars were shitty. They just weren't necessarily what I enjoy smoking. Um, so it, it is nice to go back sometimes to something familiar and you're just like, ah, man, this is, this is what I like. That's I think always beautiful. The problem is how do you define shitty? Like short <laughs> fill or Philly blunt or price? You know, or... I, I think shitty, you know, it's interesting. I, I think you're absolutely right because what really is a shitty cigar? I mean, a cigar that canoes on you or tunnels on you, is that a shitty cigar or are you talking about taste? Because if you're talking about taste, that's completely subjective. Right. That's why, like, I don't know, Espinosa makes these, like, Dominican cream, Nicaraguan cream cigars, and they're like a dollar, two dollars. 
And like, man, it's like for that price point, I think it's phenomenal, right? The schizo makes these little, little cigars, uh, in a, like in Maduro and a, and a natural and they're $2 cigars. And I think, you know, at that price point, I'll, you know, I'll buy them by the bundle. Oh, well, you know, I wouldn't buy them, but, uh, <laughs> I would take them. But if you bought cigars, yeah. you'd yeah. buy them. <laughs> Narrator. He has a drawer full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have them. I just wouldn't buy them. You know. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, that's that's a tough. I mean, there's really no real answer for that. But if you have a cigar that you think is shitty, and you feel that you need to go back to that to appreciate the what you think are great cigars, then sure. But why? What, what's wrong with the? great cigar that you are now losing your perspective and you need to go back to a shitty cigar to now appreciate that i don't know well you know i think i think it's a matter of challenging the baseline yeah, you know so, so many people have sure. classic cigars they grow up on and then mm-hmm. they get into the boutique craze and they'll spend years great you know chasing the new thing or the mm-hmm. xyz like the bandwagon as we talked about before um so it may not be a shitty cigar. It just may, in their eyes, be a shitty cigar now, whereas they loved it before. Right. And I, I love the idea of challenging the baseline because we change so much. And oh, yeah. it's, it's something I want to ask you about, Danny. Um, your first Pressure. cigar was... <laughs> no. <laughs> your, your first cigar was uh, the Voyager, I think, right? Oh, uh, the Voyage, yeah. We but just I made ran out of that, time for that, that one. Yeah, the first cigar I ever smoked, but yeah. No, no, no. But, but I mean, that, oh. that was... That was a superb cigar, um, and, and Romacraft does great things, but they, they, they feel and taste completely different. So now 100%. that you're, you're doing a lot of Romacraft stuff, how has that changed your baseline? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so it's funny. I've actually I've had this conversation where, you know, uh, the Voyage was made at La Aurora and DR. I, was, I love Opus X and Fuente. I, you know, I was a big Dominican uh, smoker you know, guy, right? And mm-hmm. the real, like the Nicaraguans that I had gotten kind of used to were not were not typical Nicaraguan cigars, right? So it was like, I don't know, I smoked a lot of Ligas and Undercrowns, right? Right, and then, mm-hmm. um, but when it came to like my first few Espinosas, I was like, holy hell, like this is much stronger than you know, I'm used to now. I know that that was me because I kind of re, I kind of go back to those cigars. I'm like, oh, you know, this is now enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. but I was just really more into that, you know, medium body, you know, definite like cacao, you know, flavor profile and, um, which is really what I was looking for in my cigar. Um, now <clears throat> smoking more Nicaraguan cigars, you know, my palate has definitely changed where I can see, well, okay, that isn't necessarily, you know, full strength, full body, um, mm-hmm. cigar anymore to me. Um, right. And, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of where that is now. It's, I, my, my palate is much more, uh, broader to, and to, you know, to be like, okay, you know, this is Nicaraguan, this is Dominican and, you know, what should I be expecting? It's like, okay, for a, now it's like for a Dominican cigar, this is strong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as to before, it's like, it was either Dominican or a, it was either Dominican or it was way too strong, but you know, now it's, you know, okay, this, this is Nicaraguan for, okay, for a Nicaraguan cigar, this is medium body. This is. This is pretty mild for a Nicaraguan cigar. This is pretty strong for a uh, Nicaraguan. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely changed, man. And um, um, the voyage has changed too, man. Like, you know, I have a a couple boxes that are pushing three years now. And, 
it's it's a lot more mild. So I don't know if it's the cigar. It's it's funny you bring that up. I don't know if it's the cigar that has aged to where it's a lot, you know, less medium body than <laughs> I had, or has my palate just changed that <laughs> yeah. much? That yeah, it's a moving target. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Drew, is that a sound effect or actual cricket? <laughs> Well, we ran out of time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> These crickets are brought to you by Patina Cigars. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, for real. Are those crickets in the background? Those are real they crickets. Might, they, those might be my crickets. Yeah, I got crickets oh. Oh, in my okay. bushes. <laughs> no. Is that a? Is that like a innuendo? Crickets, crickets in my bush. In his bushes. <laughs> it's been a long time. We got a lot of kids. <laughs> well, um, cigar analogies had a dom had a uh, had a question um, thoughts on dudes wearing t-shirts in the pool <laughs> I don't I don't think about dudes in the pool at all yeah. Sh- shirt shirt or not yeah uh, it depends on their skin type uh, like are do they need to wear the shirt because they burn easy? I don't know. Uh, and I guess I should have asked them what precipitated that question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is he smoking a cigar? If so, mm. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, What's... I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to all those those dads out there rocking the dad bods. You gotta wear the shirt. <laughs> What? But what does the shirt do? Once you're wet, like they're swimming in the pool with the shirt. I think that's what he meant. Oh. Yeah. Once you're wet with a shirt on, it's I mean, like you're oh, not wearing the a shirt. Self conscious, and he doesn't want to doesn't want to fucking take a shirt off. He's, maybe got, he's really hairy. Maybe he's got yeah, and he doesn't. There's one, and he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Ooh. Who knows? Once you play twenty questions, how many rolls he got? No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna judge the guy. Is really what it comes down to. You, you guys, yeah. I mean, if I were to take my shirt off, y'all haven't, you know, seen me in a long time. But if I were, you'd probably be like, put a fucking shirt on, get back in the pool. <laughs> so. Maybe the guy's doing you a favor by wearing a shirt. Shut the fuck right. up, judgmental bastard. Whoever asked that question, don't uh, snap judgment to Danny. <laughs> yeah. I'm snap judging his judgmental question. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, did we have any others? Or are we ready for deep thoughts with Drew? Deep thoughts is is next after this last one. Uh, right. One more question: What's a good way to reset your palate between cigars? I think we've answered this before, but uh, we have. There's a few, like uh, uh, Mo was saying. Would you would you say like Pellegrino, like? Yeah, uh, so, you know, yeah. sparkling yeah, water, sparkling water, or yeah. uh, um, what's what one for me that I cannot do just because it's, it's where uh, I think I've answered this last time was in, in Nicaragua did kind of like the uh, tobacco schooling that they do at Nica Sueño and Esteban was like, yeah, you should do milk in between cigars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Right. You would think it's like <laughs> it's thick and it would coat your tongue, but it, it, I guess it really does help clean it. But I can't imagine I drinking exactly that much. Mi- yeah. I can't, I can't imagine drinking that much milk though. And it'd be on okay. in, you know, in a country where, <laughs> you know, toilets are 
hit or miss, right? But <laughs> that's it. So, um, yeah, but for me, I like you hit more than you miss. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, d- yeah. Dark yeah. chocolate's a good one. Um, and then uh, the other one that the hot ticket guys are big on um, is lime juice. Mm, yeah. yeah. You just drink it or you put it in some water or something? I think he just drinks it straight, man. And then, like swishes it in his mouth and just, you know. Do you think that yeah. citrus would affect your palate later? I mean, if, yeah. I, if I'm looking yeah. to bang out another cigar right now, I don't see how that would. But. I it, it will for sure, but the the citrus will affect the next cigar. So yeah. you got to get that off. So for me, any kind of sparkling water um, or tonic water, um, shit that doesn't have its own flavor but can clean your your palate uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Rinse the palate. You know something else too. Just like with the milk, I think uh, something about oils. I. In Afghanistan, would smoke a cigar and then come back and take some CBD oil, and I don't know what the hell it is with the oil um, that was a base for that CBD, but it would just eliminate cigar breath almost instantly. Hmm. It was pretty crazy, and I think it's something to do with the oils that bind to your tongue, and sure. uh, the other oil releases it somehow. I don't know, but it was it was pretty crazy. So I'd imagine a lot of things that are oily would work as well. Dude, so you were going, you were drinking cigars and CBD. You must be the calmest motherfucker out there. You were just, you were just like not talking. Just like, man, what's wrong with him? He's fucking right. chill. That's the way you got to be, man. You got to roll with it. Embrace the suck. <laughs> I think that's one of the few benefits I've not heard claimed about CBD before. So I think they got it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they used a um, an MCT oil base. So not necessarily CBD. Mm. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Speaking of interesting. Speaking Drew. speaking of not interesting at all. <laughs> Time for deep throats with Drew. <laughs> deep throats with Mo. Open wide, <laughs> listeners. Come to one of his events and find out how it goes. I, w- I w- let me say this: that I am excited that there were. A lot, a lot of questions this week for us. That was awesome. Um, additionally, uh, the the introduction of, of non cigar related topics um, means that uh, you know maybe we're we're making an impact in, in just not cigar smoking. Um, even that's primarily what we we discuss every week. But uh, it's good, man. I, I like that we're becoming a more well rounded podcast. Browning things out. So, um, no thought, just a, just a quick story. Uh, April Fool's, did you guys do anything for April Fool's? Or did anybody play any pranks on you guys? No. I uh, saw a couple. Saw a couple. I, I, po- I posted about a femur Neanderthal, but everyone called my bullshit pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so only because the crickets reminded me of this. So, uh, there's these little <laughs> cards that you can buy that, um, I can't even think of the website, but there's these little cards They They look like envelopes. Uh, they got a little battery in them and the speaker and stuff. You pull the tab and it will chirp like a cricket randomly every two to like five minutes. Nice. And they're, they've got like a sticky on them. So I got to the office early. And I, I had a couple of these. I stuck one un, up underneath this guy's, uh, our manager's uh, 
bookcase. So he's freaking out that there's crickets in his office. Well, at lunch, he leaves, so I throw another one in there. <laughs> so I, everyone else in the office knows about this except for him. He's, like, on the phone with his wife, pissed that these crickets are in there, and he's going <laughs> to kill them if he hunts them down. And he's crawling around with flashlights under his desk and stuff trying to find them. Um, it ended up being very comical for the rest of us in the office that day um, until we finally told him, I, I ripped one out from under his desk to show him what it actually was. <laughs> uh, but these, these things will go on. Um, we left one in there. It went on for a good, uh, I don't know, day and a half, two days nice. almost. And it's, it's completely random. I mean, like I said, between like two to five minutes, it'll chirp like twice or three times or <laughs> it's pretty dang good. He, uh, he's telling me this. I got him to tell him this, tell me the story before I told him what it was. And he's like, yeah, this one over here started this morning and I've been under there looking and then I've got this other one in here and they're trying to meet up to fuck tonight. And <laughs> <laughs> I would have let it go on until, you know, he got into a fight, developed a drinking habit, <laughs> quit his job. <laughs> Depressing and like, dude, I was just, I've been fucking with you. Months, so. <laughs> He's twice divorced. Oh, by the way, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I slit a hooker's throat last night because these <laughs> fucking crickets. <laughs> Moral of the story do not fuck with the Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody holds a grudge like Danny. No, but what's funny, like I, I play jokes on people and then forget to tell them it was a joke <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, no, dude, I was just fucking with you. Like, oh, you mother, like I planned my whole day over what you were saying. Like, oh, I'm a bad. Like, uh, like recent, like I, I went in, uh, I had a early doctor's appointment and went in and then I got to work and, uh, Michael Rosales, wife, Jamie says, uh, so, oh, how was the job interview? And I'm like, oh, like, oh, okay, you want to play? So I was like, I, she's friends with my wife, Jesse. I'm like, I gave her this blank stare. I'm like, did Jesse tell you? And she goes, no, it was just, you know, the time, you know, usually when somebody is late as an interview, I'm like, oh, so she didn't say anything? And she goes, no, no. I'm like, oh, okay. And I left the room. So I just totally like <laughs> let her think and just totally forgot about it. Right. And it's like two days go by. I'm like, oh, hey, you know what I forgot to tell you? I was, I was totally fucking with you. My bad. <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. And she so. was like, he just didn't get the job. Yeah, yeah, he gets the job. <laughs> fucking loser. You're not going nowhere. You were on the verge of being fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Puerto Rican. They won't fire me. Then oh, I'll go straight to unemployment and milk that shit for as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dave, it's been uh, a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, no, the pleasure's mine, man. Hell of a time hanging out with you guys. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having better questions than Cal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty sure Cal gave me those questions. I'm not not totally coherent right now, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can fill you in later. I mean, to be fair, Danny, those are the, the questions that our listeners sent. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then there were great questions today. Hell yeah. Except for the fruit juice thing. I'm just playing Andre. I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. All right. Well, 
Thanks, everybody. We'll try again next time. It is. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.